This is the Love Your Mom Life podcast, where we get real about getting out of your motherhood rut and creating a mom life you love. I'm your host, Nikki Odin, and I know a lot about what it's like to not love your mom life. Being a mom is hard, and being a mom with goals and dreams is even harder. Over the years, I've spent a whole lot of time on the hot mess express trying to harmonize motherhood with everything else I want out of life. But eventually, I figured it out. Sort of. You can create a mom life you absolutely love. So come on, let's do this thing together. Before we dive in, this is my cute little reminder to please hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on social, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, be sure to visit the blog at youridealmomlife.com for real life solutions to help you take back your time and love your mom life again. Welcome back to the Love Your Mom Life podcast. I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest because she has such a beautiful story of transformation and I know you're going to love her. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that as a listener of this podcast, you can win a free 15-minute strategy session with me to work on any area of your mom life in which you need some extra support. All you have to do is simply write a review of this podcast, screenshot it once it's posted, and then email me the screenshot to Nikki at youridealmomlife.com. This week's winner is Rockstar Career Mom, who writes, one of my favorite podcasts. I love Nikki's voice. I feel like I'm talking with one of my girlfriends. And she's funny. I laughed out loud a few times. As a mom who has struggled to blend work and family, I totally relate to Love Your Mom Life. Thank you for this. It's so needed. Thank you, Rockstar Career Mom. I, you're the second person to say I have a soothing voice. So that makes me feel good. I'm glad you enjoy listening. And thank you for supporting this podcast. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you so we can set up your free session. And now for today's episode. Today's guest is a certified master life coach who helps other moms give themselves the space they need to defeat overwhelm, step into their power, and show up as their true selves through the power of the care method. A married mother of three, she says, it's not about what everyone else is doing, what the world thinks you should do, or how you think you should be. It's about connecting with who you are and defining motherhood for yourself. Connect with her on Instagram at Melissa Salmeron Coaching or on her website, melissasalmeron.com. And now I am super excited to welcome Melissa Salmeron to the show. Hey, Melissa. Thanks for being here. Hey, Nikki. It's so, I'm so excited to be here. And I have to agree with the rock star mom. I think that's who won the coaching. Uh Your voice is very soothing. So, Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yes. I'm so excited to have you here. I really love your story. And I love how you talk about not feeling fulfilled as a new mom. And I want to highlight this part of your story because I think it's something that so many of us can relate to, myself included for sure. Yet it's not something we talk about enough. So tell us about how your journey of reconnecting with and freeing yourself began. Yeah. So I, um, as you said, I've got three children and around the time 
um, my second child was about probably around two years old. She's seven now. I just suddenly realized that although I'd always been really into personal growth and very introspective, I woke up one day, I'll just never forget feeling like, oh my goodness, where did I go? Yeah. Who am I? I have everything I ever thought I wanted. The two kids, the house, the husband, the whole, you know, the whole American dream. Right. But I just feel like something's missing, like unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt really bad about that. Um, and I knew that's not the space I wanted to be in. And so I decided that I needed some help <laughs> to really kind of dig into that yeah. and why I felt unfulfilled. And so I began seeing a therapist at the time. And one of the first questions she asked me was, how are your boundaries? Oh, And I was like, oh, hmm, what is that? What are boundaries? (laughs) 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 What are are these boundaries you speak of? Um, So, you know, that, that is really where I kind of started deeper work and um, on my journey. And so um, she and I worked together and um, she is actually, I still see her, you know, five years later, just because I think there's so much, um, there's always so much that we can uncover about ourselves and so much more awareness that we can bring. And um, so I'm really committed to that. But um, so we began that journey and um, what do I want to say about it? It was not easy. It was not easy for me to um, learn about boundaries at all. And I stumbled a lot. I had to practice a lot. We had to role play a lot. It was, mm-hmm. it was a big, big undertaking for me. And I think the second huge thing that she taught me was uh, taking time for self-care. Yes. Um, yeah, I had never really done that either. The, the thought of taking time for myself was just, um, that was just something that really wasn't in my vocabulary when it came to, uh, you know, time at home with the kids. You know, I felt like I needed to be fully present, fully there all the time, you know, doing all the mom things, um, being the wife. Being, being all the things. And um, so I'll never forget her suggesting to me, hey, you know, when you come home, um, have you ever thought about just spending maybe 20 minutes to yourself? This sort of transition from the work day into... Right. And I said, no, I could never do that. I'll <laughs> never forget it. I was just like, are you crazy? Um, that is, I don't have time for that. Like, it's never going to happen. There's so little. What will happen? <laughs> you know, right. if I'm not right, right. there with them. Um, and um, so that took a little while to really get comfortable with. And I was having this conversation earlier this week. And um, it just sort of hit me that all these years later, that my husband would come home from work and he would take his time and do whatever he needed yeah. to do to transition. And I never questioned it. Isn't that amazing? 
it was such a light bulb moment for me. It was like, oh my goodness, how do we get this so confused? Well, I, you know, I think it's something that we need to continue to talk about because so many moms are listening to this, nodding their head. They totally, and probably laughing too, like I am, because it's funny because it's true. And we need to just be more intentional about those things. So let's kind of, I want to kind of break down what you just said. Mm -hmm. So let's start with boundaries. What does that mean to you? Yeah, I think um, if you boil it down, it's like understanding and knowing yourself, like what is okay and what is not okay with you. Mm -hmm. Or some people describe it as, you know, knowing limits or, you know, property lines always come into play, like what belongs to me. Right. And what belongs to you or other people. And for so long, I was taking responsibility on for so many other people, for my husband, for my kids, for things that maybe they could take care of, you know, like things change as children grow, of course. Um, Sure. But I wouldn't give them like age appropriate responsibilities. I was just taking it all on. And, um, now I realize, you know, (laughs) why I got to the point where I was just like totally worn out. Right. Like saying yes to everything, basically saying yes to everything. Yeah. And when we do that, we're completely overwhelmed. Yes. Yes. Completely overwhelmed. So, um, and the thing is, you know, it was so confusing for me because I, I wanted to do all the things. You know, I got so much, I thought I was getting so much out of that. Um, And Mm -hmm. I thought I was getting so much out of, um, you know, volunteering for all of the school things because I loved my child and I loved, you know, being a part of a community and I loved some of the things that I was able to do. But um, I think, you know, there's that fine line of really when I look back at it, I was really such a people pleaser. And, but not pleasing yourself. But not right? be, not pleasing myself. So that was my motivation for a lot of what I was doing. If I do this, you know, they'll, they'll like me and I'll be accepted. And um, so it took a lot of unpacking to finally kind of realize what was going on there for me. Yeah. And it's, that's really brave to say out loud. Like I was doing it because I wanted to be accepted. I was doing it because I wanted people to like me. I think a lot of times we have those feelings inside, but we don't ever, ever speak them out loud. And I think it's important to have that awareness because then we can really figure out what what's going to make me happy because you being happy is so important. And I say this a lot. A mother is the center of her household. Mm. If she's feeling fulfilled, if she's feeling like she's true to herself and she is going after what she wants out of life as a person, as a woman, not just as a mom, that spills over into everything she does, especially how she parents. And then she can model that for her kids. She can be the best and truest version of herself for her children, for her spouse, for her employer, for whoever it may be, for the people she's coaching. All of that falls into place, but it's that first step of of acknowledging and realizing I matter. And I need to take this time for myself and I need to, to say no to some things sometimes because it's not my best yes. So wh- how do you recommend that people take that first step with boundaries? Because for some people listening, they're probably like, yeah, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings or how can I let these people down? What are people going to think if I say no? And it, it's Ugh, yeah. 
a lot of like headspace, right? It's very, it gets very paralyzing. So what's, what's the first step? Yeah. You know, I think I've thought a lot about this and there's, I mean, there's multiple ways, but what I really think um, is that you understanding that what your, what your rights are, because I think some of it, so many of us may be confused about um, just the basics, like you have an, a, right, a right to an opinion, for instance, um, even mm-hmm. if other people don't like it. Um, and, and for me, I know that it gives me, you know, this, these are universally accepted things. This gives me permission to, um, to move forward um, with setting a boundary, for instance, and knowing if, okay, is this an okay boundary or is it not an okay boundary? Because I think in the beginning it can be very, can feel very confusing, um, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, when I ask for, oh, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, but, you know, do I have a right to expect, you know, like with my husband and I, we're always back and forth about clutter. <laughs> he loves to clutter. Um, <laughs> and, you know, do I have a right to expect every area of our house um, to be completely clutter free? Right. Well, um, in the beginning, I thought, yes, I do. But then, <laughs> you know, but then, you, then you realize like, okay, yes, I have a right to maybe expect certain areas to be clutter free, um, for instance. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think just being really clear on what your rights are. And I, I kind of have a couple of notes here. Um, just, you know, knowing that your needs are just as important as anyone else's. Right. That was huge for me. I would say your needs are in some ways the most important because you're running your household. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? If you fall down, if you can't get out of bed, that's, that's going to significantly impact your children and your husband. So... It's not, I, I mean, I totally agree. Yeah. You, your rights are just as important, but I, I sometimes feel like they're the most important. Yeah. Actually, I, I'd say you're right because without, without the mom, as you said, we're the center. Um, we yeah. all have witnessed probably when we've been taken down how everything seemingly falls apart. <laughs> and at least in my house right. anyway. Um, it's like, you know, you're not alone. What are we supposed to do now? Um, you know, Dinner's not made on time and kids don't get to where they need to go and um, they maybe go and mismatch clothes. And anyway, it's um, you're so right. Um, But I had such a self-esteem issue that I think that, yeah, I didn't think my needs mattered really at all when I looked at it closely. And so I think a lot of moms feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to not have to meet other people's unreasonable expectations of you mm-hmm. because I mean, for some reason, and I, and I don't mean to give um, in-laws a bad name or anything, but for some reason, this comes <laughs> up a lot for me around my in-laws. Um, you know, they want me to do what they want me to do. And that's, you know, like, that's totally fine that they want me to do it. But, you know, I had to really learn how to um, say, you know, that's not, um, I don't want to stay late at the party because you guys like to party all night long, you know, um, and I love you guys and have a great time. You know, it's just, 
I am not a night night owl. So, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's a great example. I think of a very simple boundary, right? Like it doesn't seem, doesn't have to be this overly dramatic thing. It could be something as simple as like, I want to go home (laughs) and I I know what my needs are and this is what I want to do. And like you said, nice. I love you. Have fun, but I'm going to take care of me. And I think that when it comes to family, especially in-laws, because they're not, they didn't grow up with you, right? There can be this um, sort of power struggle, right? As, as mm-hmm. the, especially when it's, it's, you're the daughter-in-law, you're, you might fear setting some of those boundaries. So that I think is something that's, that a lot of moms probably need help with is like, how do I, how do I navigate it when it's my, when I have to set the boundary with my family? Right. Right. Um, and I think that also plays into the next one is you know, it's okay to say no. You don't mm-hmm. have to feel guilty about it. And that one was, that one took a lot of practice for me. Sure. Um, if, if you were someone who has always said yes um, to everything, saying no and then not having to provide a, an explanation as to why it's a no necessarily, um, mm-hmm. it can feel very uncomfortable initially. Yeah, for sure. I think that you, you worry, I think you you get so much into your head about what other people are going to think and how they're going to react. And, and it goes back to that, like wanting to please the people pleasing thing. But again, when you, when you don't say no, you're, and you say yes to everything, you're saying no to other things, right? When you say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. And maybe you're Mm -hmm. not saying it expressly, but like, if you say, yes, I'm going to bake all these cookies, you're maybe you're saying no to your self care time, right? Like you're saying no to something that you were planning to do for yourself. and really making that paradigm shift and being able to think about it that way I find it can make it easier to say no. But what, what helped you? Yes. I think you're so right about that. Um, I used to get told all the time, you know, you're saying yes to, you're saying yes to everything. How could you possibly do it all? And I just thought I was superwoman, I guess. <laughs> I mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I really, I really love all of these things, you know, go back to what I said before. Um, but I think eventually, you know, life will show you that you cannot at all and that mm-hmm. areas of your life are going to give. And so I started seeing that. And then I think also what helped me was really just, um, you know, if I, if I wasn't satisfied with the way my life was, um, realizing that I had to make a change and I had to be willing to practice saying no. And I had to be willing mm-hmm. to be uncomfortable. Um, yes. Knowing that I would get through it. Right. Of course. Right. And so I started really, I found it easiest to start at work with coworkers. And I think that's just because, you know, you're not, you don't have this close interpersonal relationship with your coworkers uh, many times. Right. And so that's where I started. It was just like, we all get requests, I'm sure, all day long. Um, I know, Nikki, you and I talked about like our corporate backgrounds. Um, and so mm-hmm. all day long from people who want something. And um, I realized I was so resentful. I would say yes to all these things. And then I would be so resentful. And so um, I just got tired of it. And I just started saying, you know, no nicely, right? Like, right. Thank you for including me. You know, 
Um, I'd love to help out. Now's not a good time, for instance, something like that. Um, you know, so it wasn't just like, no, um, because. Right. Then, no, get out of my office. <laughs> then you're difficult. Um, you know, right. it's, it's like, um, it's this fine balance, right? Because I think a lot of times when we start practicing boundaries, uh, we can go really hard. Uh, we can we can start telling everyone no. <laughs> we can start really, um, you know, putting it out there what our preferences are, um, and and almost like a um, it's, it's just like an overcorrection and start, you know, right exactly trying to control it. And you know, boundaries are not about control. Um, I had to learn it's really about you know it's always about us. It's always about what we will do and what we will not do. And, you know, like putting consequences in place for those sort of deal breaker boundaries. Uh, and then when those boundaries are crossed, actually falling through on the consequences. And I love the way you broke that down. You know, I, I always say when you're starting something new, when you're going after any goal, you start small. So like you said, you started with, work because that was going to be the easier place. And then you just slowly started to implement these things and you practiced it until you got comfortable with it. I mean, getting uncomfortable is the only way to grow. And then once you're comfortable, you can look back and be like, ooh, look how far I've come. And then whatever the next thing that makes you uncomfortable, that's just going to make you grow again. And then I love how you talked about the overcorrection because I think there is, especially when you're resentful. And that's one way that's for you know, for those of you listening, that's one way that you know you need to set a boundary because mm-hmm. you have that feeling that like in your chest where you're like, I'm angry that I said yes to this. If you feel that way about some of the things you're doing, you need boundaries there. You need to start saying no. And when you get to that point, it may be very easy to overcorrect and be like, no, no, <laughs> like, you know, kind of, you know, abrasively. I When you said overcorrection, it made me think I'm a tennis player. So like if I hit the ball into the net and he's like, all right, correct it, my coach. Then I'll hit it into the fence, like way over the mm-hmm. net, like over his head, over correcting. So I'm trying so hard not to hit it into the net. It's kind of the same thing, right? You're like, I'm saying no to this. I'm saying no to everything. <laughs> and then you, you know, you, there can be a tendency to kind of be, um, you know, not so welcoming with it. And then that has other consequences. So I love, I love the way you explain it about, you know, kind of starting small and easing into it and not just yourself, but easing everyone else who's used to you saying yes, easing them into hearing no from you. But the way things work, when you set boundaries and you are true to yourself that way, you're opening up an opportunity for someone else to step forward and say yes, and that will happen. So it really is always going to work out. So you just got to trust that, right? Absolutely. And and after you, you know, you put those first few no's in place and you start seeing First of all, you're happier, um, you know, because you're not carrying around all that resentment. But second of all, like you have more time suddenly, you know, all of us moms are like, yeah. we have no time. We have no time. Yeah. You want some more time? Put a boundary in place. Amen. You know what? I teach a course called Time Boss and that is one of my modules is setting boundaries because Hello, if you're saying yes to everything, of course you're overwhelmed. Of course you're spread thin. Of course you're always feeling like you don't have time. So that is, it's it's definitely a mindset shift. It's not something like where you sit down and you plan with your calendar. It's more of like, it's like how you're living your life generally. Are you saying yes to things when you really want to say no? And if you are, just like you said, Melissa, you, you take back so much time. Absolutely. 
And now let's take a quick break. The heart behind the I'm Mom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday. Um, you probably talk about this, Nikki, but I statements, you know, when you're putting that boundary in place, um, just making sure that we're always saying what I need mm-hmm. and making it about me and not what the other person is doing. And um right like I'm not rejecting you. This is the the reason I'm saying no is because of what I need right now. Is that what you mean? Yes, exactly. Like I'm saying I'm saying no because of what I need or I'm and and maybe even expressing like because I'm feeling like in the case of the clutter. The clutter really overwhelms me in our house. Mm-hmm. And so um I have to practice, you know, my husband is my, um, like, he's my greatest teacher. I have to practice the most with boundaries with him because for so <laughs> long, it was you, you, you um, from both sides. And so um, instead of me walking into the room, feeling completely overwhelmed and saying, oh my gosh, you know, you're leaving everything out all over the place again. And we already talked about this and this is ridiculous. Um which is mm-hmm. something I may or may not have said before. Um, <laughs> saying like, oh, I noticed that, you know, there's stuff all over the table and that makes me feel very overwhelmed when I walk into the room and I see clutter all over this table. And, you know, in this case, like, and we talked about this before. So how can we work together or do you need some help or, you know, what is it instead of going straight to the you and for me training myself not to go straight into the anger. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's easy to feel a little bit. It's, it's like you feel disrespected. Right. Exactly. Um, and maybe there's a good reason for it or maybe it's just an opportunity to like, you know, practice um, people when you put boundaries in place people are going to consciously or unconsciously sometimes test you, right? Does she really mean it? Do I really have to follow through? I think that those things happen. We sort of unconsciously create them to happen because we need those experiences. Like you need not to be tested. I don't want to use that word, but to be, to have the experience of like what will happen if I do follow through on that consequence that I had set or if I don't. How am I going to feel about that? You're going to learn something either way, but I think that we do need to have some of that that resistance so that we can evolve more, right? We have to push through that to truly make a change and to truly grow. You're so right. Hey there, Supermom. Do you ever wish someone would come out with a step-by-step system on how to keep your shiitake together? Yeah, so have we. So at Your Ideal Mom Life, we came up with one ourselves. It's called Mom with Confidence, the keep it together system specifically for super moms like us. 
And you can grab yours right now for $29 at youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence. In two PDFs that you can download right now, you get a complete system that teaches you how to be better at balancing time with your kids and time for yourself, how to have more patience and less mom guilt, how to complete your to-do list each day, make time to exercise, create time to enjoy your family, and how to answer that dreaded question all moms hate. What's for dinner? This proven system will help you stay on track and get a handle on all the things. That means less mom guilt, more patience, and more joy. So if you've ever stood in front of the fridge minutes before you're supposed to feed your family dinner and berated yourself for not having groceries, if you're looking at other moms like, girl, how do you have it all together while I'm over here on the hot mess express? If you want to stop feeling spread thin and start getting time for yourself without the mom guilt, head on over to youridealmomlife.com slash momwithconfidence and purchase yours today for just $29. I know you have an entire Facebook group about boundaries. So can you tell me more about that? Sounds very interesting. Yeah. So, well, the, um, the group is all about really being over, how to go from being overwhelmed to connected. Um, okay. Reconnecting with yourself. But yes, in my Facebook group in the month of June, it is all about boundaries. Um, and boundaries are a big piece of my care method that, um, that I work with moms on. And so, you know, that's a huge component of going from that overwhelmed state as we already talked about. And so, yeah, this month is all around that. And um, each week sort of breaking down, you know, like why do we need boundaries and um, what are the types of boundaries that are, um, because there's, I think as we, probably all know, but there's different areas of boundaries, right? You've got your your mental, your emotional, your physical, your spiritual boundaries, material boundaries. Um, and then, you know, how to set boundaries, which is kind of what we're talking about here today. Um, and then next week in the next week or so, I think um, when this airs, I'll be actually coaching live um, for anyone who needs coaching, coaching around boundaries. Awesome. Because I, yeah, I think that, and you'll agree with this, that sometimes we just need someone to reflect back to us or sometimes we need someone to practice with. Yeah. Sometimes we need help and that's okay. As moms, we tend to be reluctant to ask for help and we need to. So I will put the link to your Facebook group in the show notes. So y'all, if you want to check that out, you should, you can just click on it right there. No excuses. It's right there hyperlinked for you in the show notes. That's so awesome. So tell me more about the care method. You've, we've talked about that a couple of times, but what I think care is an acronym, right? What does it stand for? It is an acronym. Yes. So it is consciously connecting, um, is the C piece of it. And, you know, part of my own journey to, in the process of, working on really connecting with myself was getting myself to slow down. Um, And so many of us struggle with this. I can't tell you how many times I thought, sure, it would be nice if I could get myself to sit down and meditate. Um, Mm -hmm. That sounds like it would be amazing. And yet it took me 
like almost crashing and burning until I got to the point where I was like, okay, I guess I'm ready to try this meditation thing because <laughs> really nothing else is nothing else is working. You know, I've got, I've got the therapy piece. I've got all these other tools that I've learned, but I am just completely, um, after my third baby, I just found myself, um, going back to work in a completely, um, anxious overdoing state, mm-hmm. And, um, and it turned out that, um, I always believe in synchronicities. Things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. It turned out that a friend called me one day and she said, Oh, I forgot to, to tell you about this. You might be interested in, uh, meditating. There's, there's a free meditation class every day during lunchtime for 30 minutes. And, um, amazing she said are you interested in going and I was like yes can we go today um I couldn't I just <laughs> yes, couldn't get there fast enough so yes um and it was it was one of the best things I've ever done for myself to just make myself slow down um so that meditation may not be your thing but um you know maybe it's journaling maybe right. it's a walk out in nature but really helping uh, moms to identify, you know, what will they be able to consistently put in place that helps them just reconnect to themselves on a, on a consistent basis. That's so beautiful. I've never thought of it like that, like connecting with myself, but that's exactly what it is. And we need that. Yeah. Yeah. And the A is for inner awareness. And I think there's a couple of things there. Um, the first thing is communication. Like what are our communication styles and what are the communication styles of people around us that we interact with on a daily basis? Um, And so really kind of understanding that so that, you know, we're not banging our head up against the wall with, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something, but that person is not able to receive it just because of the manner in which we're communicating it. Right. Absolutely. And um, there's also some digging into beliefs there as well um, mm-hmm. and understanding sort of why um, we believe the things that we believe and do we want to believe those things any longer? Are they serving us? Right. And what do we want to believe? Right. Like the stories we're telling ourselves and have been telling ourselves. The stories we're telling ourselves because we're whether we know it or not, we're telling ourselves stories all day long, every day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we can choose the stories that we want to tell ourselves. Absolutely. And then the R, that is habits, like putting healthy habits in place or I call them heart habits. Um, you know, those habits that you put in place that are really going to serve you. Um, so is it, you know, a morning routine what are you going to be able to consistently work into your day that's going to support you throughout the day? Um, so I firmly believe in, you know, strong morning routines to start the day off, for instance. Me too. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Just setting you up for um, success for the day. And then the E is the empowered piece. And that's really um, where the boundaries come in as where we learn to take responsibility Um for, you know, what we want in life, what we will and will not allow in our life. And when we actually make the choice to put those things in place, we're consciously making choices. Um, 
So how do you want to live on a day-to-day basis? Are you okay with um, going back to the cluttered house, but you know, are you okay with the cluttered house or is it going to make you angry every time you walk into a room and it's just full of, full of disaster? And, you know, if you're not willing to live like that, then what are you going to do about it? Because it's up to us. Right. I love that. It, it totally is up to us. What are you going to do about it? So as part of your transformation, you've talked about being able to show up more authentically being true to yourself and feeling good about the way you're modeling that for your kids. So what does that look like in your day-to-day life? How, how, how can we do it too? Oh, that's a good question. There's so much in that, I think, to think about. Um, I, I really wanted uh, to be more present. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pick a word for the year every, every year. And a few years back, um, my word was present. This was the year um, my third child was born. And so I just realized I wanted to be more connected to the kids. So I guess it's really um, setting an intention mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a war of the year, but setting the intention and letting that sort of guide me. Um, so that particular year, because my word was present, it led me to reading a book called the power of now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you've read it. Yep. It's an oldie bit of goodie. I have. Um, and so reading that book, it led me to meditation, like working that in on a consistent basis, um, to connecting with myself. It led me to making decisions around, um, you know, like not being on a screen um, for certain hours of the day. Um, and having family time. And so, yeah, I think that's really what it means for me is that I set that intention of how I want to be. And then I'm just laser focused on it. Right. I love that setting an intention. Yeah. And then it builds. Right. So that becomes, that has become a habit. And these are things, you know, I've, from that I've created habits and then I'm able to build on them. Right. You know, last year I realized that, if I really wanted to focus on my well-being, then maybe I needed to commit to putting um, a daily exercise routine into practice right. and thinking about how I can make that easy for myself. You know, when you're working it in, how can you make it easy? Because a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, yeah, and we think about adding one more thing to our plate, mm-hmm. it's like, oh gosh, you know, how am I going to fit that in? So when you, you start thinking about how can I make it easy, I think it takes some of the pressure off. Mm-hmm. I agree. It doesn't have to be so complicated. And trust me, I know how to complicate things. I tend to do that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And I totally agree. Like I, I strongly believe in living intentionally and then, and to be just deliberate with your life. So I also choose a word of the year every year. Um, present was my word, I think, two, maybe two years ago. And when you have that as the center of your focus, everything will sort of fall into place around it because you're being intentional. You are not just letting life happen to you. You have a purpose. You have something driving you towards better, towards progress, towards more joy, more patience, more happiness. And I highly encourage everyone to take that advice to heart. Definitely setting that intention and 
being laser focused on it, whatever it is for you. And it's going to be different for all of us. It doesn't have to be present. It doesn't have to be, I think my word one year was, um, I think I had like momentum, I've had different words, but whatever it is for you, that that's how you, you know, you show up every day authentically. That's how you, you are true to yourself because you've given this some thought and you, you know, you know that this is a, a way to love yourself, to be deliberate yeah. and intentional. Absolutely. And I think this year has been, um, I think my word for this year is trust, but, um, so funny minus faith. <laughs> is that your word? My word's faith. Yeah. Because I, I know, I, I know I need to trust more. Ugh. My word is, you know, I, I picked faith because I need to trust more. I need not to do as much. I just need to, to be instead of doing and to, I, I need to, just yes. let my faith be bigger than my fear. It just was the word for me. That's so funny that we're kind of on the same wavelength with our words. We we are. We are. That's pretty cool. Um, but I think what you said about self-love, yeah, like self-compassion, self-love, that's kind of where it's led me through this year. It's just a deeper, um, a deeper dive into that because, you know, self-love, I, I think, was like a checkbox before. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I realized I needed to love myself and I did, you know, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> but really, once you get, I guess, at a certain point, you realize that it all comes back to that because when you're when you're continuously working on yourself um, and you bring things that are, you know, that you would rather not see um, into awareness, that can be really that can be really hard to face. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to love yourself through that. You just got to have the most self-compassion for yourself through that. And, you know, I, I don't know where I read this, but I've probably read it in more than one place is remembering that we can't truly love someone else unless we love ourselves. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's so true. So just reminding myself of that pretty much on a daily basis at this point. And you know what? As moms, we want so much to love our children. So remember that. You can't truly love anyone else unless you really love yourself first. And and I would, you know, encourage and even challenge you guys to push yourself to treat yourself with love and see if that improves your relationships. See if that improves the way you interact with your children, the patience you have for them. And and your spouse too, and other people who are in your inner circle. Try it out. I want to. I want you guys to to let me know how that goes. It's incredible when you put your intention there. Mm-hmm. There's this amazing book. I don't know if you've read it. Um, it's called How to Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. Oh, I haven't read that one. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's it's. I I highly encourage everyone to read it because you know, just start there and seeing what happens. Um, there's, it's a very short read. It's a very easy read. Um, I cannot remember the author's name, but uh, just a couple of simple practices, putting them in place and, and telling yourself you love yourself every day and really feeling it, really feeling into it. It's incredible what can happen if you just did that. I would imagine so. I wouldn't doubt it. It's, Love is a very, very powerful thing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. And I think it's been very enjoyable for me, especially because I feel like our 
our stories are very similar. You know, I'm a lawyer, you're a banker. You know, we had these sort of epiphanies when we went through early, the early stages of motherhood about losing ourselves, trying to find ourselves and what that can mean for all moms, because a lot of moms go through that and they don't talk about it. So I love that you are talking about it. And it was such an honor to have you here today to talk about it with me. I feel like we definitely like there's, it was in the stars for us to connect. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yes. And, um, I'm honored to be here today. So thank you, Nikki, for having me. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. And you guys, please check her out. Check her out on Instagram, on her website, look into the care method and look into also her Facebook group so you can get some of that help and support and just be part of a community where we celebrate moms and we even celebrate when we fall on our faces because we do that a lot. (laughs) Yes. Well, that wraps up our conversation with Melissa Salmeron. I hope that you took something amazing from it and something that you can implement in your mom life right away. We'll see you next time on the Love Your Mom Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you took something of value from it. If you liked this episode, please share it with someone you love. And it would mean the world if you would leave a rating or a review. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Your Ideal Mom Life on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode of the Love Your Mom Life podcast.